Transmitter device activated. Coordinates set for Earth 2. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Earth 2 podcast, the podcast where we explore the origins and development of the DC multiverse and the legacy of Golden Age characters throughout the Silver and Bronze Ages of comics. I'm Peter Watson. And I'm David Steele. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. This week we are looking at issue 32, well one story I should say, from issue 32 of Green Lantern, which was published on August the 27th, 1964, with a cover date of October 1964. And this is one of my, I can't lie, Peter, this is one of my favourite comic covers of all time. It's great, isn't it? It's so dynamic. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern's power battery is absorbing Green Lantern. He's being sucked into it. He's holding on with his hands and his oh, yeah. pal Tom has grabs him. He's holding him under the arms. He's trying to pull him back. And it says, featuring the power battery peril. It's brilliant. It's definitely one of those, you know, cover concept first. Yes. And then we'll write a story after it. It's terrific. Mm -hmm. But sadly, that's not the story we're going to be talking about today. (laughs) No. We're talking about the first story in the issue, which is called Green Green Lantern's Lantern's Wedding Wedding Day. Day. So, straight into the story. We kick off with the opening splash, page one, big Green Lantern logo. And we have two panels. So the first panel shows Hal Jordan. Looks like he's taking his suit jacket off. He's with Carol Ferris. Hal Jordan, of course, being the, the Silver Age Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. We should probably emphasise that. Oh, yes. Carol Ferris being the Green Lantern love interest character who is in charge of Ferris Aircraft. Yes. Where Hal works at this mm-hmm. point in, in his stories anyway. So in panel one, in this, two, this two-part splash, Hal Jordan is saying, As long as you've agreed to be my wife, Carol, there can be no secrets between us. Look. And then he's obviously put his Green Lantern power ring on. There's a big burst of energy. And Carol says, Hal Jordan, are you trying to tell me you're Green Lantern? But you can't be Green Lantern. You've proved to me time and time again that you couldn't possibly be Green Lantern. And then the big caption at the bottom says, Carol Ferris loves Hal Jordan. Yes, at long last, Carol confesses she loves him more than she loves Green Lantern. And when the time comes for confidences to be exchanged between the engaged couple and Hal reveals to his bride-to-be who he really is, she can hardly believe him. Nevertheless... She marries him and becomes Mrs. Hal Jordan, Mrs. Green Lantern too, in the story which we call Green Green Lantern's Lantern's Wedding Day. Day. So on to page two, starting the story properly, and the caption says, Hal Jordan test pilot walks with his lady boss, Carol Ferris, among the exhibits of the Coast City Science Fair. And in the background of this panel, we can see various big lumpy bits of equipment. There's something that looks like a very angry red angle poised lamp, and there's a bit of a sign that we can read that says, Amazing Truth Machine. Under its lights, you cannot tell a lie. It kind of looks like one of the old-fashioned hairdryers yeah. that you sit under. Yeah, absolutely. In the like, 60s. Uh-huh, the, the lamp mm. shady bit would come down. So Carol's looking a bit, hmm, in the foreground of the panel, and Hal's behind her, and he's thinking, things are starting to look up in my campaign to get Carol Ferris to marry me. She seemed happy and anxious to go on this date. Maybe she's falling for me at last. He pauses before a working model of one of the prize exhibits. And it's the aforementioned truth machine, in fact, because Hal says, A truth machine? I wonder if it really works. Let's find out. Ask me something, Hal, says Carol as she sits in the machine. Yep, and the machine gets switched on, and the caption says, As the rays of light play upon her. Hal, who from the background in this panel looks very much like Peter Davison, says, Tell me, Carol, do you love Green Lantern? I used to love him, but not anymore. Now, do you love Hal Jordan? I didn't used to, but now I do. Yes, I do love you, Hal. As Hal helps Carol out of the scientific marvel, he sweeps her into his arms. And this is a nice panel. We can see 
Carol's nails dig into his back as he says, That's all I want to know, Carol. Will you marry me? Of course I will, Hal. I love you more than anyone else in the world. The youthful lovers leave the science fair and return to the Ferris mansion, where... We see them in a nicely turned out room, and Hal says, Carol, dear, now that we're going to be husband and wife, there's something I must tell you. Look at my hand. And he holds his hand up, and he's revealing his Green Lantern power ring. Why, it looks like Green Lantern's power ring. And the next panel, Hal is open... It's basically the splash page already. Hal is opening up his shirt and his jacket, and he's saying, Yes, it's invisible when I appear as Hal Jordan. But now I can reveal it to you because I am Green Lantern. Is this some kind of joke, Hal? I've known all along you've been in love with me as Green Lantern, but I wanted to win you as my real self, not as a public hero. That's why I waited until you confessed you'd love me as Hal Jordan, rather than as Green Lantern. But Hal, you can't be Green Lantern. I suspected it at times, only to have you prove conclusively that you couldn't possibly be Green Lantern. And Hal, he's holding her chin in his hand. Very tenderly. Yes, very gently. And Carol's all... Big high forehead and, and big... She reminds me of someone there. She really does. She's a bit Diana Riggie there. Yeah. In a peel, like, yeah. almost. The hairdo is very of its time, I suppose, mm-hmm. isn't it? Anyway, Hal says, I see there's only one way to convince you, darling. I know you can be trusted with my secret. So, slow dissolve. Moments later, Green Lantern is carrying Carol above the Ferris estates. Now do you believe me? Oh, you'll be my hero and my husband. Hal, you've made me the happiest girl in the world. Hey, another slow dissolve. On the day of the wedding on the Ferris estate, Mayor Ralph Walters of Coast City is on hand to perform the ceremony. And we see Hal, morning suit type, styly, with a cravat round his collar. Carol has a quite an ornate sort of headdress and a veil. We see in the background, we can see Tom, Hal's mate and his lady friend. And the minister is saying, I now pronounce you man and wife. We turn to page four. As Hal Jordan turns and takes Mrs. Carol Jordan into his arms for the wedding kiss. Hal leans to kiss, but it looks like Carol is fading out. He realises suddenly that his arms hold only empty air. That's his lips kiss. Nothing at all. And in the next panel, Carol has disappeared completely. Hal looks shocked and he says, Carol, where are you? What's happened to you? In frightened dismay, he turns and stares. And then the rest of the wedding guests are fading out as well. And Hal says, Carol, Pieface, all the guests fading out of existence. Everything around me is vanishing from sight. Before we go any further, we should have the Pieface discussion just now. Yeah, we probably should. Okay. Pieface is the nickname of a character whose real name is Tom Kalmaku. He's is it Inuit. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And his nickname is Pieface. Now, assuming this is a, a reference to Eskimo Pie, mm-hmm. we can assume. He first appears in Green Lantern issue 2, where he works out in his first appearance that we see that Hal Jordan is Green Lantern and basically is his like, uh, sidekick confidant all yeah. the way through. Yeah, through the Silver Age, anyway, Hal always refers to him as Pie Face. Sometimes, yeah, some, he just, they'll just call him Pie for short. Yeah. And it's um, it's very rare. He's in the movie. I can't remember how they handle it there, but I... I don't think he'd be called Pie Face. Just because I have a feeling that at least <clears throat> gets referenced. But mm-hmm. I, say, I haven't seen the movie for a long time either. Yeah. So this is obviously something very of the same. I had, to, I had a strange memory of Tom saying, introducing himself to Hal, but then saying, my friends call me Pie Face. Right. But that's not in his first appearance. I don't know if that's like a retcon from later on. Okay. 
but I just recently uh, reread his first appearance in Green Lantern issue two, mm-hmm. where he works out the Hal's Green Lantern. But uh, how does he um, manage to do that? Well, interestingly, he sees Green Lantern swing a punch, and he recognises it as the same way Hal Jordan swings a punch. Hal, <laughs> Silver Age Hal was a bit of a yes, he is. He was a bit of a wasn't yeah. he? He's a man of action. You know, he's you know, short for man of action. You know, he's a cocky sort of you know con- overly confident sort of, and obviously, yeah. eventually, it all comes back and bites on the backside, doesn't it? Yeah. But that but, shows you know, that Ryan Reynolds perhaps was good casting. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yes, so so uh, that's the explanation for Pie Face. We'll try. We'll use it in the dialogue. We'll use it in the dialogue, but we're going to talk about Tom. Yeah. Anytime you mention, just him. so you know. Yeah. Okay. So the wedding guests, and I'm presuming what is um Ferris Mansion or whatever you want to call it, are all are all fading out. It's kind of like the transporting effect from Star Trek. Yeah, because there's a sort of silhouette with a sort of dotted effect through them. It's, it's really beautiful artwork. It's isn't really it? cool for the time. I mean, Mr. it's, it's quite speckled. Yeah, it's, I don't, I think... yeah, it's a sort of speckled sort of mm-hmm. effect within the silhouette. It's very, it's very nice. So the caption for the next panel says, "The next thing Hal knows, and suddenly Hal is with Tom, and there's no sign of a wedding or anything." And Tom says, "If I could only find the trouble with Hal, hi there." Where have you been the past few days? Hal thinks to himself, How did I get here? Pie face, you were at the wedding. Where's my bride? What happened to everybody? Sorry, she pointed out Hal's no longer wearing his, his wedding gear. Uh-huh. He's in a brown suit. Yeah, yeah. so... um, The blue tie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the civvies that he was wearing when him and Carol went to the exhibition. And he's in this, uh, could assume it's Tom's workshop? Yeah, perhaps. it must be a workshop in a hangar or something at Ferris oh. Aircraft. So anyway, yes, Tom says, Bride? What wedding? You must have had a dream, Hal. No, it was real, Hal says, head in his hands. I'm sure of it. I did marry Carol. And then everything went shimmery and faded away. I've got to concentrate, try to recall everything that happened. Yes, I, Green Lantern, remember chasing a crook named Louis Knox in a laboratory. It was a radiation blast. Next thing I knew, I, Hal Jordan, was with Carol Ferris at a science fair. We were married then. Yes, I vaguely recall wandering home in a daze changing to the clothes I'm now wearing and coming here. Evidently, there are some missing time gaps in my life. Moments later, in his Green Lantern costume, he is recharging his power ring. This is very exciting. Is this the first time I've had... Yeah. The first time, yeah. The first time we've had the, the Green Lantern oath. Right. Okay. Am I standing, standing in my hands? Mm-hmm. Brightest day and blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evils might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. The joke is editorial mandated that had to be in every... Really? Story. Yeah, huh? Oh, right. Well, it's every, every Green Lantern story. Every yeah. Green Lantern story. But yeah. I don't think we've had it in any Justice League or... No, I mean, uh, solo. Green solo, Lantern. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Right. Hal flies off. Upward he leaps on the trail of the missing hours of his life. I must find out what happened. I was married. Carol Ferris is my wife. And Tom's thinking, man, Green Lantern has had some fantastic adventures, but this one takes the cake. The wedding cake, that is. Wah, wah. Oh, Tom. Puns. Now, there's a slight ripple effect to the next few panels because it's obviously Hal recalling what had previously happened. So the caption for the next panel. As he streaks through the air, the Emerald Crusader recalls that some days ago he was racing high above Coast City when... And Green Lantern's flying down towards a building and he sees three guys running in. And he's thinking, there they are. The gang has been looting laboratories and science buildings of their rare metals and minerals. The next few panels are narrated by Hal, essentially. So we have a little caption panel with a Hal's head, and he's thinking, to, he's obviously saying, thinking, whatever. A power beam flashed toward the building wall. 
and we see the building wall vanish. Yep. Uh, and one of the hoods says, Huh? What made the wall disappear? And another one says, There's your answer up there, Green Lennon. And in this room, there's lots of scientific equipment. There's a desk with a, a lamp and a telephone and all that. So, Hal's thought bubble for the next caption. An instant later, the floor elongated out over the street. And Hal's power rings a platform to lift up the, the hoods. And they're all falling about the place as he lifts them into the air. There's a giant scream. Yay! <laughs> we move on to page six. Hal's recollection. The stretched out floor faded away and... And we see the hoods fall from the sky off of the platform. Oh no, but it's okay because Hal's got it covered. He casts his ring energy down and creates a giant like trapeze style safety net. Yep, and Hal thinks, I've netted the laboratory robber gang. All except its ringleader, if you pardon the pony. Next caption, as a police whistle alerted the Coast City patrolman the prisoners were waiting to be picked up, I dashed into the science building. And we see a giant Green Lantern rendered police whistle. That's tremendous. Yes, going tweets. Yep. The hoods are uh, captured yeah. in the net at the front as Hal uses the power ring to phase his way into the building. Yep. So yes, Hal said he's after the ringleader, so he thinks he may still be inside. And Hal's caption for the next panel says, And sure enough, gunfire revealed the presence of Louis Knox. And in this panel we see Hal actually phasing through from the inside of the building. And Louis Knox is firing at him with his gun. Bam, bam. Hal continues to remember. The bullets split on sharp knife edges and went flying past me. And very, very cockily, to deflect the bullets, Hal uses his power ring to create two very small yep. daggers that literally just deflect the, the flying bullets. That's, as we would say in Glasgow, that's pure gallus. <laughs> we would we would say that. And Sir Hal's next thought caption. Turning and running blindly, Louis crashed into a radiation machine. Aha! Toppling it. And Hal says, ooh, and there's a massive bzzzt catchphrase. Yep. As Louis knocks, trips yep. into the machinery. And yeah, the machinery goes flying. Uh, it does look like a really nasty fall. Yeah, and there's... He's going to break his face. In yeah, a second, and I there's think. a sort of... There's waves of yellow energy radiating out. Yellow energy. Which are quite significant, yes. I feel. Hal's final little recollection caption. Then, I, in some way I can understand, I was with Carol at the science fair. The first of my missing time gaps, and we see them back at the, the amazing truth machine in the Pretty background. much like the first panel we had yeah. of them there. So, slow dissolve to page seven, and the caption at the top of page seven says, Now, in the laboratory that was robbed several days ago, the Emerald Crusader stands before a radiation detector. And we see Hal, with a couple of men in suits, in front of a big TV screen that's attached to a whole pile of equipment, and one of the men, presumably one of the scientists who's there, says... When Knox accidentally activated our Radiotron, he filled your body and his with espion radiation. And the other scientist says, Espion radiation, a yellowish form of energy, pulses and cycles increasing and decreasing in intensity. Suddenly, as the espion pulsation reaches its strong point, Hal is starting to fade out and the first scientist says, when you disappeared, and obviously Knox too, the pulsation was at full cycle, just as it is now. Yep, Hal's fading out and he thinks to himself, Great Guardians, I'm disappearing again. When the pulsation gets weak, I'll come back again as I did before. But where am I going? For one long moment, the green gladiator is silhouetted against a barrier of splashing colours. This is a cracking panel, it's isn't it? Incredible, it's yeah. reminiscent of the Superman time travel panels. It's reminiscent yeah. of... The Atom and Zatanna. Yes. Recently, as we had sinking down in the Soma Atomic World and all that sort of yep. stuff. And Green Lantern's thinking during this big psychedelic experience. Is it possible that there is another Earth 
where there is another Hal Jordan Green Lantern, just as there is Earth 2, where Alan Scott Green Lantern exists, and Earth 3, where Power Ring lives. And then we've got an editor's notes, then it says... Say Justice League of America number 29, Crisis on Earth 3. Now this is significant, mm-hmm. because we've done done a few Flash and Flash team-ups, we've mm-hmm. done a couple of Justice League, Justice yep. Society team-ups, yep. we've done a few, quite a few now sort of Superman family mm-hmm. related stories, but this is the first time outside of the Flash and JLA stories that someone has talked about Earth 1 as being the starting point. That is correct. Yes. And not, none of the world's finest or Lois Lane stories or anything we've done. Have done that yet. Have, no. Or Superman ones, they've talked about that. And it's a cracking panel. Be, be assured that this. That'll definitely be. Yes, enough, these two yeah. panels together will be on the socials. Mm-hmm. So, next instant, as he is swept through the air above coast city of that other Earth, he gives his power ring a command. We see Alan full flight and he's saying, Power ring, don't let me merge with the Green Lantern of this Earth. I'm beginning to suspect that's what happened when I was bombarded with that espion radiation. And then we get a nice close-up of Hal's face, and he continues his thoughts. The espion radiation at full pulsation swept me out of the laboratory when I was about to catch Knox and turn my body into vibrations. Good vibrations, I hope, Hal. In that vibratory form, I inhabited Hal Jordan's body of this other Earth and shared his experiences with him. And then we have another great panel. Uh, it's wow, yeah. Further away panel low of angle, Hal so think, yeah. Yeah, looking Brilliant. straight up at him. I can't remove the espion radiation within my body because it's yellow, against which my ring is powerless. But if I can contact the Green Lantern of this Earth, we may be able to work out a way to solve this problem. Before he can seek out his alter ego. Green Lantern is looking down and he can see Louis Knox and his mates and they've obviously committed another robbery. Green Lantern thinks, good gosh, that's Louis Knox down there, or rather his duplicate of this other Earth. Looks like he's a thief here, just as he is in my world. Now's my chance to capture him here. Where I failed in my home world. As the power ring is activated in response to Green Lantern's will. And we see some green dollops of sludge basically yeah. landing on the, the pavement. It's tremendous. And one of the, the guy who's not Louis Knox says, Hey, it's Green Lantern and he's making it rain mud balls. And the caption for the next panel says, Faster and faster, those globs of thick mud slap onto the ground. <laughs> Soon the crooks are trying to run in mud up to their ankles. This is crazy. Yep. This is so atypical, isn't it? I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Hal doing this sort of stuff with his ring before, if you pardon the expression. So Louis Knox says, Gotta reach the car. And his mate says, Make our getaway. Story continues in a third page following. We have some an advert for some breakfast cereal and some chocolate. We have an advert for Silly Potty. Okay. Using Batman, that's quite interesting. Mm -hmm. So, Green Lantern's Wedding Day, part two, page nine. Deeper and thicker is the mud. Up to the knees it reaches, so the jewel robbers could move only at a slow pace. Their escape car is also mired as its wheels spin helplessly. Yep, Louis knocks in his pile to try and make it to the getaway car. And Louis says, I can hardly lift one leg after the other. And one of his pals says, this mud sticks like glue. And the getaway driver says, Yeah, and this car ain't go no place either. Then, from above, comes a blast of arctic air, so cold, it freezes the mud solid. Green Lantern's using his ring to fire a blast of cold air. That's fantastic. That's another great use of the power lantern. Yeah. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've remember ever really seen very much of. Very inventive. Um, yeah, and we see everyone, just as it says, they're all getting frozen where they stand. And one of the, the bad guys says, We're stuck, like we're caught in concrete. So now that obviously the mud is frozen, it's easier for Green Lantern to pick them up, lift them up, and carry them off. Upward rises that block of solid mud with its prisoners held tightly. GL says, 
Now to drop them off at the nearest police station. Over the page to page 10. Soon at a nearby precinct house. And Green Lantern drops off the bodies, flying off, and he says, You can take over, officers. I've got another job to take care of. And a policeman says, Thanks, Green Lantern. We've been after this gang for a long time. Slow dissolve. Directing his power ring to make contact with his alter ego, the Emerald Gladiator flies towards the mountain resort where Hal, Green Lantern, Jordan, and Mrs. Carol Jordan are honeymooning. And we see our Green Lantern descending towards his duplicate and his wife, and Carol says, Hal, I thought you said you were Green Lantern. Look there. And the other off Hal says, It can't be. I am Green Lantern. I, I don't understand it. You don't have to pretend, Hal. I meant it when I said I loved you. I really don't care whether you're Green Lantern or not. Honey, I'll tell you. I am Green Lantern. I'll use my powering to get the truth out of this imposter. Our Green Lantern lands and says, No need to use your ring, Hal. Your husband is right, Mrs. Jordan. On this earth he is Green Lantern. The only Green Lantern. How's that again? The other Hal says, How did you know my name is Hal Jordan? And Green Lantern continues. Because I am also Hal Jordan and my civilian identity back in the earth where I live. I also am in love with a girl named Carol Ferris. Unfortunately, however, my Carol loves Green Lantern more than she does Hal Jordan. At least I think she does. When Green Lantern has told his story. And our GL says, There must be many duplicate Earths, ranging from those where similar things happen to Earths where hardly anything at all is the same. And the other Hal Jordan says, (laughs) If the universe is infinite, there can be an unlimited number of Earths. Earths that can have many faces, many time eras, many possible existences. But the immediate thing to do is to help you and your plan to keep our two Earths apart. So there we have it. Almost the phrase infinite Earths. Yes, yes. The word infinite and Earths in the same sentence. Tremendous. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Right, we move on to page 11 and the caption says... Side by side, both Green Lanterns seal off the barrier between their worlds. And we see the two, one Green Lantern hand, one Hal Jordan hand, raised and both fire a green beam. And Green Lantern says, very good. The next time I'm on my own Earth and the espion radiation pulses to full force in me and draws me to that barrier... And the other Hal continues... The espion radiation will pass through the barrier and dissipate its energies in my Earth, while your body will be held back by the barrier. As Earth One's Green Lantern bids farewell to his new friends. Yep, and... Yeah, it's quite so, right? Anyway, yeah, Carol says... I'm sure that someday your Carol will realise that she loves you as Hal Jordan, when at last she isn't overwhelmed by your glamour as Green Lantern. And the other Earth Hal says... I wish you could invite us to your wedding, but I'm afraid it might be too confusing to the other guests. Returning to his own world, the Emerald Crusader remembers about Louis Knox. Hmm. I settled this entire case except for Knox. I never did capture him for his part in the laboratory gang robberies on Earth-1. But I don't have to go looking for him because he'll come to me sooner or later. Interesting, we don't see how Hal returns. No, you'll actually just see him, you know, flying through the air. Yeah, uh, dead casual. Yeah. So we're now onto the bottom sequence of panels on page 11 and the caption says... And so it is that, as the pulsations begin building up again in Hal Jordan, while he's on his way to a date with Carol... And we see Hal in his brown suit with his blue tie and the yellow circles pulsing out around him and he thinks, Uh-oh, here it comes. I better change into my Green Lantern outfit. Thus it is that he is drawn toward, but not through, the barrier that prevents anyone in his world from going into the other Earth. And we see Hal back in the sort of psychedelic trippy place that he was in before and 
bear with me as I try to go through his dialogue here, okay? <clears throat> Just as a wet sponge placed atop a screen will remain there, allowing only the water and the sponge to drip through the screen, so the espion radiation will ooze out of my body into the other earth while my body remains here. It's very nice of how just to like do these thoughts out loud to himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like we should record a video of us doing a practical demonstration <laughs> of a sponge. We, should. Well, we, might, we might do that, okay? We might do that, yeah. It's yeah. a nice soft musical. Right? Yes. Anyway, simultaneously... And we see Louis Knox is there as well. Gasp. Amongst the big, big spirals and Green Lantern says, Louis Knox, I figured you'd pulsated the same time I pulsated and would be drawn here to the barrier. All I had to do was wait until that happened, knowing that you'd inevitably show up to be captured. So it is over on page 12. And we're back at the science fair. Yeah. A little later at the Coast City Science Fair. And they're back at the truth machine. And Hal Jordan says to Carol Ferris, Truth machine, I wonder if it really works. And Carol says, Let's find out. Ask me something, Hal. The truth rays beam down on this earth, just as they did on that other earth. And Hal says... Tell me, Carol, do you love Green Lantern? Of course I do, more than anyone else in the world. Now, do you love Hal Jordan? I'm sorry, Hal, but you know I love only Green Lantern. I've just told you so, as I have so many times in the past. And as they walk away from the truth machine, Carol says, I am very fond of you, Hal, as a, as a friend. But that's all that can ever be between us. And Hal thinks... All I can do is wait and hope that Carol has a change of heart, just as the other Earth Carol Ferris had. The end. The end. Oh, there you go. My goodness, it's a missed opportunity. It was a missed opportunity. They could have named that Earth. That could have been Earth Four. Yep. Or uh, Earth Five or Hal. Earth. Yeah. But well, we haven't very, seen any other. The first three have been named. Yeah, it's very interesting because they make the point in the dialogue that some Earths, the differences are going to be wildly different, mm -hmm. and you know, hear they're obviously. Things are very similar. Yes, very similar indeed. Mm -hmm. That was brilliant. Great fun. I love yes. the little story. It could have they could easily have stuck a few more pages and fleshed certain bits out a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's significant that they don't spend a lot of time really explaining what's going on. There's just little bits of dialogue and stuff. Yeah. That, you know, mm -hmm. to carry it obviously because they wanted it to be a shorter story. Loads of questions. Is there a Justice League in this? Uh, yeah. Uh, have, other guardians you know yeah, all that sort of stuff have they met you know like a different justice society yeah that's what I think because obviously yeah. Hal's reference in this adventure he's recently had where he meets Power Ring of course and uh, it'd be really interesting to see if you know they had this other Earth Green Lantern yeah absolutely you know, and, and you sort of wonder adventures. like could the Green Lantern who we've just met on his parallel Earth could he ultimately at some point maybe have had an, an adventure with the Alan Scott of Earth 2 mm -hmm. you know or another Alan Scott from yeah. another parallel. I mean, we'll have to sort of bear that in mind as we go on. Could this be the Hal Jordan that teams up with Alan Scott in any of the, the Green Lantern issues? I'd play not, obviously, but it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting. A lot of questions raised, but that was that was quite a nice little story. Yeah. Artwork is, is the that typical, precise, crisp, clear Gil Kane. Brilliant figure work and brilliant faces and stuff and mm -hmm. all the details and the, the city and stuff and the really trippy in-between world sort of yeah. panels. It was really nice. This could easily have been a, a book-length thriller, as they called it back mm, then. Definitely. Uh, and that would have actually given Kane a bit more space to do some of the more trippier stuff. Yeah, we could have had a full... There should have probably been a full splash panel, shouldn't mm -hmm. there, of how first yeah. you know, being between the us. Can you imagine, you, imagine if someone like Neil Adams had drawn that? That would yeah. be mega psychedelic. Oh my goodness, yeah. that would have been heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Neil Adams, obviously, mm -hmm. revolutionary. Have you ever read um, 
You ever read a John Wyndham short story called Random Quest? No, not. Worth checking out, because that, that reminded me of it. It's, it's, an, it's basically it's another love story where a guy gets shunted into a parallel universe and has a, a slightly better time of it with the, the with a parallel universe equivalent mm-hmm. of a lady, and then when he gets back to his own universe, he kind of tries to track her down. Okay. It's, um, they made a film of it with Joan Collins All right, called okay. Quest for Love, which is... Much Peter's raising a sceptical eyebrow at me. <laughs> it's very good. I'll give you a little bit. I think you'll, okay. I think you'll enjoy it. I always have it to hand. But yeah, worth, worth checking out, listeners. If you've never read the John Wyndham story, Random Quest, read it. It's a, it's a beauty, an absolute heartbreaker. There we are. Exciting. Any other comments on this one? No, I just I felt there wasn't enough. <laughs> you know, it could have. I yeah. mean, I liked it. I liked it more. It's a shame. I mean, as good as the cover is, it would have been nice if we had the cover as well. We had two Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. two, Green Lantern of two worlds, almost. Eh? Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> Oof, great. Yeah. Should we look at the reader response then? Yes, let's look at Green Lantern's mail shoots from issue thirty-five. There's just a couple of letters. As I said, there are two stories in this story. There's just a couple of letters that are really relevant to it. The first letter actually talks a lot about Green Lantern's eye mask. All right. Very good. Right. Thank you, Walter Smith. He kind of says um, that his mask used to look like a mask, but now it just looks like green on his face. There All right. Go. That cost him the price of a stamp. It did. But they printed it as well, so there maybe we there wasn't a lot of mail for that issue. <laughs> but the second letter uh, talks more about uh, the story we just covered. Dear Editor, about the lead-off story, Green Lantern's Wedding Day, my reason for liking it is simple. We finally had a glimpse of a girl named Carol Ferris. Green Lantern's personal life, his brothers, Carl, etc. It's what makes the comic. But did you know that in the last two issues there was nearly a panel in which Carl appeared? And readers want Hal to marry her, eh? Wow. <laughs> By now they've probably forgotten what each other look like. <laughs> but the way Gil Kane has been drawing Carl lately, I kind of doubt it. <laughs> and that's from Paul Bakulski from Manchester, Connecticut. And the final letter. Dear Editor, the October Green Lantern number 32 wasn't very enjoyable. There were many things wrong with both stories. Gasp. I know. I thought it was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern's wedding day fell flat on its face because another world like Earth was introduced. I'm not saying that it's impossible for there to be other worlds like Earth. It's just that this theme has been overworked. Well, this is not the podcast for you then, matey. <laughs> a more clever way out of the marriage should have been used. Personally, I don't see why a real marriage between Green Lantern and Carol Ferris couldn't come about. He then goes on to talk briefly about the power battery peril. Says it was worse, much worse. But anyway, in his closing paragraph, he says, I think Green Lantern ought to run into some sort of menace in which he needs the help of another Green Lantern from another sector of space. Maybe even the original Green Lantern from Earth 2. I'd also like to see Carol Ferris reappear as Star Sapphire, another story with Sinestro and Sonar, maybe even a team-up with those two villains. Leave out the shark and tattooed man, however, they're two of your poorest villains. And that's from Frank Tower in Eustace, Texas. And the editorial response. Some of your suggestions have merits, but which ones will prove worthy enough of story fulfilment? Well, we'll just have to keep reading each issue of Green Lantern to find out, says the editor. I disagree with Frank. I thought that was that's one of the best uses of the parallel earth conceit that we've had mm-hmm. so far. Like, you know, a couple of the, the Superman family stories we've we've done, they've been a bit this week's excuse to get him into a weird situation. Yeah. But uh-huh. it, this time it was it was intrinsic, it was part of the story. Yeah. And it's obvious that Gardner, out with the other stuff that he's done, is thinking, right, what else can I do with this? Mm-hmm. And as I say, significant, it was the first one to to mention Earth 1 and Earth 2 and all that. And of course, it's written by Gardner Fox, yeah. so that is that is his baby, his mm-hmm. idea, and you know his numbering yeah. system. Yeah. I'm just, as I said, I'm really surprised he didn't name this one Earth 4. Yeah. Because that's the next in the sequence. It's um, interesting. It's just known as Other Earth. 
Yep. So there we are. But that lesson. Another one to add to the to the list in the pile. Yes. There's a whole big pile of parallel arts in the corner of my living room, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, that letter referred to Sinestro. Now, uh, yes, e- eagle, eagle-eared, is that a thing? Eagle-eared mm. listeners uh, might have noticed that there are some stories that we have not covered in the Green Lantern sector, so to speak, mm. of stories. Uh, and that is the ones that feature the anti-master universe of Quard. And that's primarily because Sinestro gets his power battery and power ring from Quard and we felt really if we were to cover the Quard stories we'd have to cover every single Sinestro. Thing. Yeah, and Quard, <laughs> Quard, it's not like a parallel Earth universe, so yeah. to speak. It's it's the antimatter flip side opposite universe sort yes. of thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to pop up a few more times and then quite significantly as we go on. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about it when we get to Green Lantern 40 before too long, won't we? Yes, and indeed it's also pretty much the big bad in Crisis and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, right. yeah, it's uh, it will build, it will have more of a presence. And I'll um, but, I should probably say at this point, because I don't think he's popped up yet, Sinestro is a guy who's a former Green Lantern mm-hmm. and then got his own yellow power ring and yeah and things and is a baddie, basically. He's basically <laughs> uh, Space Hitler, for right. lack of a better expression. Right, yeah. What he did was he used his power ring uh, to enforce complete order in his sector. Yes. Uh, but it was very totalitarian. Against the rules. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to do that. And yeah. he was kind of sacked by the Green Lantern Corps and taken yeah. down and uh, exiled. And so he went to the Anti-Master Universe of Quartz. You know, he got a bus or something, I don't know. <laughs> and they met up with the Weaponers of Quartz who forged mm-hmm. him a yellow ring and a yellow power battery. So yep. yeah, that's uh, the origin of his abilities. But as we said, it's not really within our remit because it's not really dealing with yeah. counterparts or yeah, exactly things like that. So and there's th- a whole there's a whole history to what eventually happens with Sinestro and with Sinestro's power ring. Because Guy Gardner, who's another Green Lantern character, he has the ring for a, for a short while in the yeah, early nineties, post crisis, post crisis. Yeah. We won't <clears throat> we probably won't talk about it again. And there's obviously in the modern DC timeline, there was the whole Sinestro core war when he set up his own squad of yellow lanterns but again we won't, mm-hmm. we won't be talking about that but there's no harm in mentioning it just now is sort of greater context i don't think nope we've not forgotten about it it's it is there but it's just something we're not going to cover so there we are uh, do you think we're right in doing that let us know <laughs> get <laughs> in touch let us know we're not going to change your mind <laughs> but let us know well, let, yeah let us know what you thought of the the story in green lantern 32 did you yes. enjoy it as much as we did and if you want to let us know you can email us at the earth to podcast at gmail.com you can get in touch with us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com forward slash the Earth 2 podcast. Uh, we're also on the Earth 2 podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. We're at podcast underscore Earth 2. And as ever, we'll be taking choice highlights from this issue and popping them up on our social media. We certainly will. So we certainly will. For your enjoyment. So yes. you can see exactly what we're talking about. As much as we love these stories and as much as we enthuse about these stories, nothing is better than actually reading them. Because, yeah, they're great. I've really, really enjoyed that jail story. I think that's one of my favourites out of the ones we've done mm-hmm. so far. There's an awful lot of scope. There's a bit of emotional depth to it that we haven't really had. And, yeah. say, the Lois Lane stories that have been the usual sort of, like, mm-hmm. Silver Agey nonsense. That was, there was some real depth. That that was good. I'm I'm quietly moved. Good. Yes. Good. <laughs> so, anyway. On that note, I've been Peter. And I've been David. And you've been listening to... The Earth 2 Podcast. Transmatter Cube activated. Return coordinates set for Earth Prime. And brightest day and blackest night.